It's tough to show up for keywords that you're not relevant for and the search engine doesn't deem you as relevant for is the hardest part. And I think that applies to both Google and Amazon. There's a lot of search volume around like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Christmas. Any product could do well for those days, but you have to kind of fit this relevance factor as well with your product and people need to click it and convert on it. So it's possible to branch into some of these much more broad areas if you do the work to like make your ad relevant to who's searching it and also make the page that they're going to get to relevant to them enough that they will actually interact with it for a while and not just bounce off. Coley's content creation and management platform helps the world's top D2C brands enter new channels, reach more customers, and increase conversions through smarter creative that's authentic, made for you, and meets your needs cost-effectively. Whether you're a brand marketer trying to grow on TikTok with authentic videos or a performance marketer looking to get more images to test in your ads to improve your return on ad spend, Coley has the creators and team to shatter your marketing goals. Visit coley.com slash DTC. That's C-O-H-L-E-Y dot com slash DTC to request a complimentary consultation and get on the fast track to better content. Hello and welcome to All Killer, No Filler. I'm Eric Dick. Today is Thursday, and today I'm here with Clifford Saul and Rob from Pilot House's Google and Amazon Teams, respectively, talking about something that I hadn't really thought of before. You know, as as we get more clients onto the network, onto Pilot House, we have people uh, leveraging all of our different services, and we're always interested in the ways that we can kind of create synergies between different platforms, whether that's the Facebook Amazon bridge that we talked about last year or specifically um, how you go about targeting keywords to benefit both Google and Amazon. So let's talk a little bit about that today. Who can tell me one way in which uh, our our services on both Google and Amazon sort of benefit each other when they're operative together? I I got one. I mean, um, and this is before they're even an Amazon client. It's evaluating the opportunity. So right now we're looking at a current Google client who's interested in Amazon, uh, we are trying to sort of narrow down what's the potential for them on Amazon. Uh, and they're in a space that doesn't have obvious search terms. Um, so I reached out to the Google buyer, had them export the list of top converting keywords and sent that over. And that actually gave us some really good insights into the potential angles we could go on Amazon and where the search volume was. Uh, so it's quite helpful in evaluating that opportunity and talking to the client about what the potential is. So getting things set up to figure out what the potential is for a given advertiser, that makes perfect sense. What about when something actually is running? Is there anything that that, that benefits uh, the Google or Amazon environment? Yeah, there's uh, there's quite a bit of overlap and it's kind of expanding on what Rob said there is they're both keyword-based platforms. So the the largest thing we'll see is that the same keywords get used a lot on Amazon versus Google. I mean, they're both search engines, just in different places. So I think that's by far the largest overlap that we see between the two, um, is that just basically the same search terms can be used on both platforms. You'll see a little bit of difference. And of course you start to see some weird things happen when Amazon autofills the rest of your phrase or Google autofills the rest of your phrase quite differently from the other platform. but. Outside of that, there's some massive overlap between the two. So if you do all the research on on one end and then the other service kicks in, there's a lot you can take from all the work they've already done for you. 
Does Amazon have the same functionality uh, with Google in terms of, you know, exact match, phrase match, these types of more nitty gritty things? Yeah, I think they work differently on Amazon from how they work on Google, though. Um, so on Amazon, specifically on the SEO side, there's like nothing of that nature. But on the on the ad side, there's exact phrase in broad match. We've been talking about broad match more, but we basically completely stay away from it because you don't really know what it's doing a lot of the time. Amazon's broad match can go a little wild. I think the example I've used is that we were looking up keywords for something related to a, a movie, and then Amazon decided that they're going to start showing that keyword for Star Wars because Star Wars is a movie. So, and then it was competing in auctions for Star Wars, which is not cheap auctions, and there's a lot of toys on Amazon. So, uh, it kind of does whatever it wants on the Amazon end and a lot of the broad match. So, we stay away from it a lot of the time for that reason. Um, but phrase and exact match work in similar ways, whereas like exact will include plurals and things like that. Saul, what are you seeing on the Google side? Well, mostly on the Google side, yeah, like I was like the guys just said, keywords is the main thing, right? The guys usually shared a lot of the keyword learnings. Um, so that um, if you know Amazon is coming in after or Google is coming in after uh, with with a client, that cuts time on on like getting hitting the the ground running. And then lately, because Amazon is um, obviously <laughs> uh, between this whole thing with Jeff and um, Facebook and, and 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 Google, and now they're all rivaling for you know who who owns the world. Uh, they're all kind of getting into each other's businesses. So Amazon is getting more and more capabilities in their pages, their product pages, all that stuff. Like now they they I think they allow video now. I'm see, I'm not an Amazon guy, but I'm pretty sure they do because I hear the, the rumblings. Uh, and, and display type ads and, and you know, um, images and, and all that kind of stuff. So I know that our teams now share also display creative because display creative that works really well on Google display uh, is tending to perform on, on Amazon as well. So all those kind of things like the learnings from on the creative side also pretty good. And one thing that at the beginning we thought it was annoying, but we actually saw it more, more as an opportunity after was whenever a client gets an Amazon or a brand gets on Amazon, then Amazon starts putting money into Google ads for that client to take them to Amazon instead of to the client site. But that, I mean, it's a win for the client anyways, because you get two ads for your brand. One of them you're really not paying for because you're already, well, we are in Amazon fees and et cetera, but you get the Amazon ad and you also get a Google branded ad on the top two results, right? And then makes us like, you know, keep improving branded campaigns for this kind of goes back to the whole branded campaign. Do they, you know, do they matter? Do they not matter? Uh, well, if you have a good branded campaign, it should, you know, rank above the Amazon campaign and then the Amazon campaign should be the next one and then everyone else type thing for your branded, for your branded terms. So that's kind of been a good opportunity. We took that and, and kind of went with it just to improve ourselves too. Do we know how Amazon runs their their Google Creatives? Is that is that something done automatically through their API for all products on Amazon, or do they only promote ads, promote like products that are doing really well? How does Amazon choose which products to promote on Google? So we don't have actual <laughs> like insights. Well, the best we can do is kind of guess from what we've seen from how things have changed over time. Um, it seems to be very search term based. Um, so there'll be like, if you search for running shoes on Google, um, they will show you an ad for what they consider like one of their top selling running shoes on Amazon. Um, 
it also depends on how successful what what we're seeing on some of our clients is it depends on how successful that product is on Amazon and like how much revenue that's bringing them in kind of judges how much impression share they go after with their Google ads. So I guess it depends like how much they're bidding for their Google ads uh, based on how successful that product is. Cause we've seen some seasonality around certain uh, keywords and certain brands where in certain seasons, when we're doing a lot better on Amazon, suddenly their, their Google presence is much higher, but as that seasonality drops down and our sales uh, reduce on Amazon, we see their their uh, aggressiveness on Google ads also reduce. I, uh, I've recently been doing a lot of research for, uh, for D2C uh, uh, for building out some of the, our SEO plans. And I was I, I kind of a funny situation. I was researching one of our competitors who is a, 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 a blog in the space that specializes in um, influencer marketing. Influencer marketing is really their like entry point into, into the space. And I was looking at their SEM rush report and seeing that they're getting like 3.3 million uh, organic impressions to this blog. It blew me away I, thinking about how much that would cost me to deliver that um, from, from, an ad, from the ad side. So uh, I d- dug in a little bit deeper and I f- f- found it kind of an interesting thing. This, tr- this, uh, this website that specializes in influencer marketing content is actually getting a huge percentage of its traffic from a keyword that really surprised me. Now that keyword is OnlyFans. Uh, which I thought was super interesting. And, and I, I remember back to my days being a, a Google marketer way back in the day and, and finding these keywords that had huge, huge amounts of traffic, but quite often it was nearly impossible to actually make them work for your brand. What I thought was interesting in this case is it's actually like, a, it's probably, I, I, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but like if someone's maybe looking for OnlyFans, maybe they also could be convinced to be an influencer marketer or, you know, may, maybe there's a bit of a crossover in the OnlyFans and that UGC style creative. Uh, and what do you think of that? There, there definitely is on the, the in, in certain like, you know, types of influencers, right? Uh, a lot of the fitness women um, have those kind of uh, OnlyFans sites as well. So. Yeah, and so to me that was an interesting example of like uh, a, a keyword crossover where it it made sense in the long term, um, where I thought was kind of interesting because you probably could bridge that content together, uh, so you could reap the whirlwind, get a huge amount of people searching for this thing, and then maybe redirect them more into influencer marketing, which I thought was a was an interesting strategy. Um, have you guys ever tried to do that with keywords? Like, is it something that you think about with keywords where you're, where you know that there's a huge amount of traffic in a specific area and you just, have, have you ever been tempted to sort of bid on those key on keywords like that, even though you may not be able to apply it to the brand in the right way? Or do you, do, do you guys, are you guys really, really careful about that? It's very relevance based. It's tough to show up for ones that you're not relevant for and the search engine doesn't deem you as relevant for is the hardest part. And I think that applies to both Google and Amazon. Amazon hides their relevance. Uh, it's nice is I think it's been a while since I've done any Google ad stuff, but I believe Google gives you a relevant score for a lot of your keywords, which is great. I wish Amazon would do the same. That would be very helpful. Um, but yeah, if you're not relevant to the keyword that can happen, like you just don't show up or it's very expensive uh, for you to show up. The only time I think we branch out super outside of where we get into some 
weird generic spaces is things like, I would say like events and gifting things because there's a lot of search volume around like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Christmas, uh, and the uh, like any product could do well for those days, but you have to kind of fit this relevance factor as well with your product and people need to click it and convert on it. So um, I think it's possible to branch into some of these much more broad niches and areas if you do the work to like both make your ad relevant to who's searching it and also make the page that they're going to get to, whether it be on Amazon or Google, relevant to them enough that they will like actually interact with it for a while and not just bounce off. It's time to let your customers enjoy the products they love without the friction of reordering. That's why the world's most innovative brands like Pete's Coffee and Il Maquillage rely on order group subscriptions to build long-lasting customer relationships and deliver recurring revenue. OrderGroove integrates with all e-commerce platforms, making the experience easy to manage and seamless for shoppers. From enrollment incentives to churn-fighting AI, OrderGroove gives your business the tools it needs to be the next big subscription success story. Visit ordergroove.com DTC to receive two months off your first contract. Speaking of Valentine's Day, is there anything specifically this week that's kind of gone into your workflows uh, to, to optimize for that holiday for any of the clients? Do you optimize any of your bullets or any of your products to, you know, to, to emphasize gifting uh, around Valentine's Day or has that not been a, been a focus? Yeah, I mean, it depends on they're running promos or not, but usually, you know, have all your, obviously every, every holiday when you have your holiday calendar, uh, have your promo extensions ready, your um, link extensions with the promo on it as well, uh, change copy on all the search ads and then um, more on the creative side, you know, always have your display and your YouTube ads ready for, for that. And that's every holiday that we have on calendars with, with all, all of our clients. So that should have been done already probably by like last Monday. Uh, most of our clients had everything going on by then. And in some cases, there are some Valentine gift uh, keyword, special keywords that come on into play, but that's not um, with all of the clients. Anything on the Amazon side? Yeah, there's a few clients that are running promos. There's a few clients that Valentine's Day makes a lot more sense for them and they'll actually be somewhat relevant. Um, and then, yeah, on the on the creative side, a lot of our ads, as, as Saul mentioned kind of in passing a little earlier there, a lot of our actual opportunity to do creative on Amazon either comes in the form of, like on the ad side of it, either comes in the form of videos or display. Uh, display performance is obviously never going to be that great compared to direct uh, search performance, but um, we can do, and we do for some holidays, including some for Valentine's Day, depending on the client, um, display creative that will go to like an Amazon store page that has Valentine's looking hearts all over it or something, and then possibly throw up like a listing image on one of the product pages that has some hearts on it or something. It looks very Valentine'sy. mainly that. And if we, if we are going to try to go after some of those Valentine's keywords, yeah, we will change up like the first bullet or something like that so that it is a little bit, maybe even the title. So it is a little bit more relevant to Amazon search engine if we are going to try to advertise to those keywords. 
Uh, Clifford, you had mentioned this previously. You were saying you wish that uh, Amazon had, you know, a relevant score kind of built into some of the, the keywords on, on the Amazon side. Are there any other like wish list things that you really wish that uh, the Amazon interface had that, that you could borrow from the Google interface? Oh my God, we'd be here all day. Um, the main one, the main one that everyone who does any sort of Amazon advertising wants is Amazon's own actual keyword planner, like actual keyword data from the actual like ad platform, not weird leaks through third parties and paying for software that could be totally bogus and wrong. And we don't have a true idea of where it's coming from. Like it's insane that they're becoming a gigantic advertiser and we still don't have actual access to keyword data. Because I feel like Google kind of built that out first as like part of the very first search offering. They had that keyword search planner right from the beginning, right? Yeah. No, like from, from the start, Google, that, that, that was kind of the basic skill you, you, you needed to have when you were doing advertising on Google, just yeah. being able to use the keyword planner um, and having all of that information, right? Um, and actually, I trust Google's keyword planner uh, a little more than those spy tools that you know um, Clifford was just talking about. We usually cross-reference with uh, SEM Rush. Shout out there. That's how I discovered the OnlyFans link. So thank you, SEM Rush. <laughs> yeah, but um, so we we use SEM Rush to cross-reference what Google gives us in their in their keyword planner. But other spy tools I haven't really found very useful just because I've tested them against our own um, clients, and the data that I get back from the spy tools is not correct. And I can see the real data, right? So sometimes I'm like, Ugh. and I, I, I bet that Amazon, um, the Amazon guys will have a, an easier time if they had their own keyword planner. I don't know why Amazon, like they have the money for it. Are there video ads on Amazon? Because we, you know, we, we're often talking about the top of funnel um, YouTube ads in the Google environment. Is there anything on the Amazon environment where you're actually bidding on on showing video inventory? There is. It's still keyword search based. If you're on the like Amazon advertising directly, there's a whole different side of Amazon advertising where you get into like Twitch video and Fire TV and all that, Prime Video. Um, but on Amazon directly, there is video ads in a lot of different search results. They're not always there. Amazon is actually very smart about how they display their ads. They'll switch up how many sponsored product spots there is at the top or whether there's an ad at the top or not, or whether there's a video on the page so that you don't get used to this ad is here, this ad is here and scrolling past them. Um, so they do switch it up. We're finding, and it's been one of the most annoying things about video ads on Amazon if not the most annoying, is that they just, the algorithm that Amazon uses to display them is just such a disastrous mess of like whether it displays or not that we could set bids to incredibly high and their mess of an algorithm just won't display our ad, our very, very relevant to the search term video ad that should definitely be displaying for what we're trying to bid for it. But our thought process and this is hand wavy myth, but is that they try the video ad and if it doesn't get a certain click through rate right away, they just tank it into the ground and they never show it again. And we'll legitimately just stop, like delete campaigns and remake them repeatedly until it shows sometimes when it just doesn't want to. Interesting. Uh, Just to talk about stock for a second here, I was noticing the other day that Facebook has just taken a big dive. Uh, I know Shopify is down in the dumps, although I'm I'm just reading that Amazon... Uh, is had a great earnings call and their their stock is soaring. Um, what's going on 
what's going on there? Is it? Uh, do you guys have any Amazon stock? Should I be investing? I don't. I mean, I probably should get some, but uh, it's just because they charge you money whenever you do any, absolutely anything. If you click on anything, when they ship your product, when they take the referral fee, they like you just they're collecting money several times from you. So, makes sense. Heard it here first. Sounds like a good investment. Um, what this a, is not investment advice. No, this is not Rob Amazon. is a financial planner. <laughs> I don't see what you have against Google stock. I mean, Google stock is at its peak again. It went down a little bit January 25th, but... Alphabet. It's all about Alphabet, uh, all about Meta, and all about Amazon. Nice. Well, thanks for coming on the uh, All Killer No Filler show today, guys, to talk about the Google-Amazon bridge. We'll uh, have you back on again soon. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Sounds good. Thanks, Eric. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.